0: Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. This is the Rich Eisen Show. What was it called? The Rich Eisen Show. It's your boy! <laughs> Live from the Rich
1: Eisen Show studio in Los Angeles. Story in Major League Baseball right now is about uniforms. Take a look at Otani's pants. Break the veins. Look at Yamamoto. You could see. Break the veins. Did nobody notice that you could see through? Earlier on the
0: show, NFL network analyst Daniel Jeremiah. Coming up, NBC Sports Boston Patriots insider Tom Curran, New York Times best-selling author Shay Serrano. And now.
1: It's Rich Eisen. Now, our number two of the Rich Eisen show is on the air. Tom Curran's going to be joining us from NBC Sports Boston to talk about what the Patriots are going to do in this upcoming draft. And the conversation begins right here and right now uh, with the Combine Week hitting. The Patriots sitting here third overall. And one of the things that fascinates me is, is what the Patriots are going to do, just how, how differently they're operating with Belichick no longer at the controls, we just talked about uh, the documentary, the called Dynasty, the New England Patriots documentary that's on Apple TV. The executive producer, who is just one of the all-time greats in this town, Brian Grazer, is in studio tomorrow to, you know, in support and promotion of it, and you know, we may ask him about pretty much everything else he's ever done, uh-huh. as well. We have one of the most epic Hollywood true or falses already in the books at this point tomorrow on Tuesday's show. But um, the uh, uh, Patriots, first time in 23 seasons doing it differently.
0: It's even just the little things, Rich. I mean, last week, one of the coordinators, Alex Van Pelt, talked to the media, Mm -hmm. and no podium. It was a table just even something so small but noticeable that all the writers that I co- that I follow were talking about it. Hey, look, the podium's gone. First time in 20 years. Is that right? Yeah, it's a table that the media that the coaches are meeting the media at. It's just the little things. You know, that, uh, Gerard Mayo talked about wanting to talk to the media more. I mean, Bill talked to the media. A lot, by the a way. Lot. By, a it, lot, a lot. They is... not have said much, had right. to ask the right questions. Right. But the fact that they're being out there with, we're going to be more media-friendly. OK, we'll see what that means. Uh, what does it mean? But it's just like, all right, it's just new and, and, and it's different and it's going to take
1: a lot to get used to. Well, in one of his first interviews locally, I, I saw this back in January. He said that they were going to choose a player at the most important position with the third overall pick. And that usually is a mean wide receiver. Right. And so what are they going to do third overall? Because if they're not sold on whoever the Bears and commanders leave on the board, if they're not sold on that quarterback, and somebody else is, and they can move down a little bit, then maybe they pass on Marvin Harrison Jr. Because they need a ton of players. They are in need of a lot of of young talent.
0: Yeah, exactly.
1: And... There's a possibility we just had Daniel Jeremiah on in hour number one. He has them in their mock in his second mock draft. he only does four of them. He has the Patriots taking Marvin Harrison, Jr., and the reason why he has them doing that is because he believes they've already have taken care of their quarterback spot, as he said in the veteran market, and if Justin Fields shows up there, because that's what he was intimating. I don't think the Patriots are going to decide in this new way of doing things going ahead and putting $50 million a year in Kirk Cousins' pocket to move to Boston.
0: No, Robert Griffin III over the weekend was saying they should sign Russell Wilson. And I know we're going to hear from him later, but uh, that doesn't do it for me, but I understand kind of the thought behind it.
1: How wild would it be Belichick out? The guy who Belichick... Jedi mind tricked on the goal line in the Super Bowl in Arizona all years ago is the the first quarterback of the post-Belichick era. I I don't know. I don't see it. And that's why I want to have Tom Curran on because, again, this documentary is out on Apple TV and it's just the Patriots are on the brain. And and they're also in a crucial spot because I think everyone believes the Bears are just going to – Choose Caleb Williams. Justin Fields will be gone by this point next month. And because the new league year begins on March 13th. And then the commanders will take Drake May or Jaden Daniels leaving a third quarterback for New England. Unless they've already gotten that handled. And then they can have Marvin Harrison Jr. there unless... They're like, why are we bringing in a wide receiver? I guess they're bringing a wide receiver for the new quarterback. That would be a smart move. Yeah, playmakers. But if they don't make the move at quarterback there, why would they just bring in somebody of Marvin Harrison Jr.'s talent if they're not going to, I guess, have a quarterback ready for them? Unless they'll go get one on Friday night? It's just such a wild wide-open array of options for a team that is at a crossroads that I guess we sensed was coming. Well, it was inevitable. But the fact that it hit so fast and so precipitously, Mac Jones still on the roster? It's only February. Dude. (laughs) You know? And 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 just one more thing on that. I, I I'm wondering if if Mac Jones is totally done there, in the same way like how are things going to be done differently with Gerard Mayo's staff? I can I I I just saw the way Mac Jones looked in his rookie season, right? When he had Josh McDaniels as his OC, and mm-hmm. his last two years, he had. In his sophomore season, two guys who had never done it before, who I think everyone believes was in the wrong role on Belichick's staff, and Joe Judge and Matt Patricia. Right? I mean, come on. And then last year was Bill O'Brien. But the weapons were gone. I mean, gone. Nothing. Jacoby Myers gone. Juju Smith-Schuster on like one leg. Right? The run game was non-existent, and then...
0: Just injuries everywhere. Injuries everywhere. Yeah, it's just a bad situation. And I saw this kid
1: in Germany, and I just heard him talk about all the hard asses that he's had in his life. And he at one point said Tua, his old teammate in Alabama, was telling him about how, you know, he said he wishes, part of him, he said wishes he had a coach that would sit next to him, you know, a head coach, and, you know, Invite him over to the house and be in the quarterback meeting rooms. And it's uh, honestly, I said to the crew, the group after Mac Jones left, it's like Mac kind of needs a hug. And I'm wondering, is it possible that they're just going to hug him out and see if they can get him back to where he was two years ago? And I know for the fans, this is kind of like if you had said to me, you know, what, Zach Wilson just needs a hug. I'd be like, get out of here.
0: Yeah. Absolutely. As a Jet fan, like, I've, I've had yeah, enough. Yeah, I've seen yeah, enough. Yeah. Like,
1: we're, we've turned the page from Bill. Yeah. We've turned it because in the documentary, this Apple TV Dynasty documentary that Brian Grazer, the all time great executive producer, is coming in on Tuesday to promote and talk about, it. Brady says that after they won the Super Bowl in their first year together, I guess they got in a car together the day after the Super Bowl because he said Brady said after he won that night, he was wiped out. He didn't go party. He said that Belichick was still in the bag. He could smell the alcohol on Coach when he got in the car amazing the next day, I guess, after they had their press conferences that Bill hadn't gone to sleep, but he was wiped out. He said Bill got in the car and said to him, you know, know, Tom, you, you had a very good season which was his way of complimenting uh, it, 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 Tom. That's a hug. But Tom Bill. laughed it off because Tom didn't need the hug. Right. Tom was the perfect yeah. do-your-job vessel yeah. for Bill. And Mac might just need the hug. I don't know if that's going to be the case. I might be completely barking up the wrong tree. I mean, Mac can find hugs elsewhere. Okay, got it. <laughs> Ready for Overreaction Monday?
2: Hey! Tom Carn's about to
1: join us. Before we do, get some answers. Hit it, Chris. Hit it. That was
2: terrible. That was crap. That was garbage. This place sucks.
1: Overreaction Monday's Monday. All right,
0: Christopher. <laughs> hey. How about it? Guys, what's up? Monday, everybody what up, good? What up, what up? Mike, got a haircut. You look great, pal. <laughs> I can't tell. He's got a hat on. <laughs> you know who else I saw got a haircut in some video over the weekend? Russell Wilson. He's going to be a week one starter in the NFL somewhere in 2024.
1: Well, I mean, the Broncos want him to take a haircut. And um, that's the conversation here. I, I don't, I don't, I, I think this is potentially an overreaction right now, Chris. I don't think you can guarantee that he's going to be a week one starter somewhere in 2024. I don't Ooh. think you can guarantee that at all right now. Wow. Can you? I don't think it's going to be in Denver, although everybody, he says he wants to stay there. Sean Payton says we've got to have Russ wants to be here. That means something. We've got to have him as part of our conversation about what to do. But there's a financial aspect of it that Denver wants him to endeavor and one that he has so far not wanted to endeavor. And he might look over the steering wheel and find out Pittsburgh wants to stick with Pickett or draft again. Might find out that the Atlanta Falcons are not interested. Might find out the Patriots are not interested. Might wait, find wait, out... Raiders? The Raiders? The, the, these teams may be uninterested. Uninterested. And plus we got to find out if the Broncos are going to flat out cut him? Is he going to be available? And I I believe the date that, that that might have to happen is after the new league year begins. So he might need Denver to if you're going to part ways with me do it fast because teams are going to fill up these spots that's what I'm saying like just to say for sure he's a week one starter in 2024 I think is an overreaction Mm. because the reality of this situation is the best part might be for him to stay if he's in Denver he's absolutely their week one starter there's no doubt about that I just think there's a lot of doubt if he's back in Denver this is a fluid situation, and the way you phrased it is is absolute. So I'll call that an overreaction. What else, Chris? This is an absolute segment, Rich. I understand.
0: It's Combine Week. Breaking news.
1: You ready? Thank You're you. You're all packed. I'm good. No, I'm not.
0: A lot of talk, <laughs> the talk, the chatter, the workouts. This guy does something. All of a sudden, draft boards, mock drafts, uh, blah 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 blah. Caleb Williams, not a lock to go first overall. You're out of
1: your mind. See you later.
0: Wait till we see Jaden Daniels workout. I got it. Drake May. Drake May, you see the video? 80 yards,
1: he hit the crossbar. I love it. Good for him. I love it. They'll be the they'll, they'll be the red flags that he wants to change the NFL and 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 stay away from him because of this, that, the other thing. Okay, gotcha. If I say if this is a what's more likely segment, what's more likely? What if somebody trades up for Joe Alt? Okay, <laughs> nice one. That's an overreaction. Get out of here. Let's 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 just move on. This is a this kid is the number one overall selection in the draft. The only question is who's going to hand the card in with his name on it. I think it'll be the Bears. What else, Chris?
0: Raiders, Rich, pick 13th overall. They're going to trade up and take a quarterback.
1: Um I I I don't think that's an overreaction. I mean um I I I mean this is more believable than uh, what you just said. They're going to have to move up far. I mean, real far for that. I don't know what they're going to do at the quarterback spot. I, I, I honestly do not know. This think- is just a, a wonderful question mark. Because uh, what are they going to do? Is Josh Jacobs sticking around? I right. mean, Are they going to trade Devontae Adams? I I doubt that. Why would you? Why would you? What if he wants to play with Aaron Rodgers? So what? So what? I don't know. What, is he going to force his way to New York? Maybe. Get out of here. (laughs) Why NWO, man. It's a wild west. Why would you want to go to the New York Jets after that season and you're hearing everything what happened in that locker room and it sounds like as opposed to staying where you know. uh, No way. That one's even crazier of an overreaction. Uh, This is believable, but I mean, to call it an absolute, I'll say it's an overreaction, but if you move on, it's possible. It's possible. But I have no idea. This one is a big shrug emoji. I have no idea what they're going to do at quarterback. It's a bunch of Raider fans in my timeline every day, by the way, are are talking about uh, AOC, and I thought to myself for a second, I'm like, AOC, like, how is she going to be the quarterback? She, no, she no made, Oh, it's Aiden O'Connell. D- Nevada? I got it.
0: What else, Chris? I was looking at some cap numbers. A lot of cap space. New league gear starts. Good use of your time. Teams are going to be spending cap. You know what the top three teams in cap, available cap are? The top three teams in the at the top of the draft. One of these teams picking in the top three, making the playoffs this year. I'm talking about oh, but Bears, I, I would take the Bears, Commanders, Patriots. Dude, the way
1: the Bears' defense played, and if they could pull off Caleb Williams and Roma Dunze with DJ Moore, and if Shane Waldron's the real deal, they can absolutely make the playoffs. No doubt about it. No question. And that, that's who I would choose to make the playoffs. That's who I'd choose. These teams Hell have yeah. a
0: lot of cap space. They're going to get real good real fast if they spend wisely. Uh,
1: I, I don't know about the Patriots making the playoffs. Crazier things have happened. If I had if I had to I know. if I had to peg it, I'd go in order. In order. Of likelihood to make the playoffs. Oh, interesting. The Bears defense was one of the best defenses right. in the last two months of the season, dude. So we're assuming they'll just get better there as well. And then if they can pull off Caleb and Roma Dunze with DJ Moore in the running game, maybe get somebody else in the third, fourth, fifth round, go for it.
0: Or they keep Fields, trade down, use draft capital to get better as well. I don't know why everyone's giving up on Fields.
1: Because Caleb Williams is that good. I'll take Fields. Okay. Well, you yeah, in New England? Yeah. I'll what take, else? I'll take him in New England. You got a couple more.
0: Justin Jefferson. We're going to come. Uh, Robert's going to be road here with this dude. I think he should hold out until he gets
1: a record-breaking wide receiver yeah, contract. No, don't hold out. I don't. I don't. I don't advocate holding out. It never goes well. For who? No, it, it, for, <laughs> for the player who holds out. Really? Really. Tell me, a young guy like this? When was the last holdout? I mean, Chris Jones, did he get the contract he wanted? You know what I mean? Honestly, and who who, who has more leverage than the guy that they they were totally I different. I, mean, well, I know it
0: was a long time ago, but Emmett missed a game and then dude, got paid. That was a long time and he won the ago. Super Bowl.
1: A different, different era. I wouldn't I don't I just don't advocate holding out.
0: I saw a rumor that they might trade this guy. What is he what are they Well, nuts? that's
1: nuts. I saw what to you, right? To the Patriots? For the third oh, overall is that the pick leg?
0: done sold.
1: Get out of here. <laughs> okay.
0: Justin Jefferson, TJ's cousin. Come on. Okay. my Cousin.
1: I just don't advocate ever holding out. I just don't. Uh, I just don't think it really works out. Vikings just you know, just pony up. Give him the bag. It's coming. Just got to figure it out. Certainly, T Higgins getting um, getting franchise-, franchise tag for slapped. like twenty million per. Yeah. If I, I'm. There. <laughs> Yeah, that just shows you what the floor is. And you're only going up. You're hitting the penthouse button there. Well, it's the Jeffersons, of course.
0: Last one. Uh, You saw it happen in Wake over the weekend, guys. And uh, we've seen it a few times this year. Ban it. Caitlin Clark. Ban it. Time for the NCAA to
1: ban court and field storming. See ya. Wouldn't want to be it. Get out of here. Because... Kids are running onto the court. It's too crazy, and it, 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 they're they're not even seeing what they're going. the the the, uh, the fan who who smoked Caitlin Clark was looking at her phone, right? Yep. Yeah, because she's too busy. You know, hey, Don't look lie. at me! Hey, hey, I'm, I'm running, running! I'm running! running I'm running! I'm running into you yeah, know yeah, the exactly. most talented player maybe in the history of this game. And then it, it's just the Duke player gets banged up. Same situation. He's trying to get off. It's insane. It's insane, and it is not safe for anyone. Uh, and I and I understand. I sound like you know some get guy off on the my left lawn. Holding his daughter, yeah. these kid's running on the <laughs> wow, floor. Wow, that's crazy. And, but but, how about this? Can we get the players off? At least there. Yeah, just wait thirty seconds.
0: If you're going st- your
1: to, because your people are trying to exit right
0: while you're entering. While you're entering, it's like Braveheart meeting at the middle of the field. It's like Walmart on Black Friday. So just
1: hold. Hmm. At the very least, like if you storm the court and there's still a member of the opposing team on it, then you should be held liable. Yeah. As an organization, as a school, I'm with you too, man. Enough's enough. It's crazy. Enough's enough. All right. Let's wrap. Not an overreaction. Let's take a break. Tommy Curran. Tommy. It's going to be Jonas. I think he's behind the wheel of his car. <laughs> Again. He always is. He is. He's driving. And disseminating information. Coming up. <laughs> Hey, hey we're back here up, on the what show. Up. What's up? When the radio audience returns, we're welcoming Tom Curran. Yeah. Is he on Starro Drive? Where is he? Is he on Drive? Man, the thing about Starro Drive, these trucks,
0: they don't know how tall their trucks are. Well, you better. You better. You I better know. know. And the, the, the number of times they get stuck. Jackknife tractor trailers. hilarious. Remember those, Mikey? They just get stuck underneath oh, yeah. You talking Drive, about jackknife Jack no, tractor yeah.
1: trailers? I didn't mean to interrupt you with whatever you no, were doing. I was, I'm on. you are <laughs> on what? I'm with you. Are you all not right. talking much today? What's all going on? I had, what happened? I had a long weekend. He was sleepy. He was tired. Long Are you hungover?
2: No. <laughs> no? Nope. What
1: happened? You're not feeling well?
2: No, I had a long weekend. What What was so long about? I, I had it was two days, days hours doing, doing games. It was 48 like, hours. Different hours. It was nuts. I had two games. A lot of round ball day. rock for you to yeah, press I play on? My, I
1: love my round ball rock. you have any Gus games? No. Actually, I think I might have one next Saturday nice. night. By the way, Gus again, the this documentary on Apple TV.
0: Young Gus doing games. Yeah. Gus oh, yeah. Johnson
1: called. He called Brady's first career start, or was that Iron Eagle? I think Iron Eagle called it. No, I, Gus was I, in Gus the was booth
0: doing those early two thousand one NFL games. games at that point,
1: and it was it was Enberg on the call of. Of uh, the
0: AFC championship. No, game. no, it
1: was Enberg on, I think it was Enberg on the call of Mo Lewis blowing up oh. Bledsoe.
0: By the way, that hit happens now. Mo Lewis is fined, suspended. All of the above uh, for that hit, but
1: did but he? Did, I, I, did what do you he mean? Leave?
0: Why he didn't? He never left his feet. It's just one of those I thought weird that was, things. I, I do He almost killed Drew Buzza. Yeah, but it was a perfectly he legal hit. almost killed him, hit. but
1: I, I don't think he launched. I think he, he just—he was just a grown ass man, and I don't know. he hit Seeing him. Seeing really some of bad.
0: the hits that Tom was taking early in those I know days, that. I know that. No wonder the rules changed.
1: Or they protected him.
0: Get out of here. Get his helmet knocked
1: back off. Back on the Rich Eisen Show radio network. I'm sitting at the Rich Eisen Show desk, furnished by Granger with supplies and solutions for every industry. Granger has the right product for you. Call, clickgranger.com, or just stop by. Our friend from NBC Sports Boston, Tom Curran, back here on the Rich Eisen Show. How are you doing, Tom?
2: Top of the world. How are you, my friend? I'm doing great.
1: <laughs> I'm doing great. i appreciate you pulling over to the side of the road. to have another chat with us. Good to see Love you. Love
2: it. So, I'm always happy to come on.
1: All right, so uh, let's just jump right into it. How have things already felt different with Gerard Mayo at the uh, at the helm for about a month, Tom?
2: Well, it is it is definitely <clears throat> a lot different, and I think that the main way that we're seeing in a tangible fashion is the coaching staff being filled out with such a huge number of coaches. Patriots always had traditionally one of the smallest coaching staffs in the league under Bill, he liked to have guys who came up under him, who understood his way of doing things and would do things as Bill kind of instilled in them, the values and, you know, different categories of importance. And I think with Gerard, you know, he is flying quite a bit. And I think the franchise is as a whole flying by the seat of its pants to a degree, because with Bill and Gerard, I think that the plan was success. Success. They wanted and expected to succeed in 2023, and they expected Bill to see the end of the two-year contract in 2024, and then perhaps to have a succession plan. If Bill decided at that point he wanted to step away, the The fact that they failed to do that in 2023 accelerated the entire process. So I I don't think that anybody would look at this, Rich, and say, yeah, this is exactly what we had planned. So- First off, the coaching staff is different. I think that there's a greater openness on Gerard's part to being accessible. He's stated that. So but really I think we're gonna see the concrete nature of it as we as we go through this off season and have opportunities. But there is definitely a learning on the job component to this that I think really should impact some of their draft decisions, which is probably a conversation for another day.
1: Well, actually, I plan on having it on this day. But before we get to that, uh, I know that uh, before we get to that, they're still serving Duncan, though. Right. I mean, not things haven't gone completely off the rails. Right. There it is, ladies and gentlemen. All right. So Just want to make sure. OK, they're still taking care of you that way. So um, th- w- let's talk about the third overall pick and openness. I think I, I, I know I saw. I just don't know who was interviewing Gerard Mayo after he took the job. When asked uh, about the third overall selection, he says, we're going to take the best player at the most important position and kind of laughed and smiled. Now, that's quarterback, clearly. What do you think? What are you hearing about the third overall conversation?
2: I think, put it this way, I think that the quarterbacks would have to eliminate themselves from consideration in order for the Patriots to not take a quarterback. By that, I mean that their meaning seems to be significantly in the direction of a quarterback. To me, I think the team is in such poor straits offensively, and they are trying to implement a program. I wonder if the Patriots even deserve to take a quarterback at this juncture. I mean, they're in disarray on the offensive line. They don't have a top end receiver. They don't have a tight end under contract. They have one running back, Ramondre Stevenson, um, under contract. So there are so many d- different places. Now, you can say, well, you don't get a chance to pick in the top three all the time. You don't have your chance at a pick of the litter quarterback. And I totally understand that. So if the Patriots are convinced that they see the quarterback, whether it be Jaden Daniels or Drake May, and they say, that's a guy who can absolutely propel us and we see him living through and getting to a second contract with us and being a playoff caliber quarterback, then go ahead. But if you have any reservations at all, and the most important reservation in my mind is, what's the resiliency level of the player? Because the team is going to not be good. They're going to have a coaching staff that is sorting itself out and finding out what its own identity is. So how will that player do when he's blamed for not being a good player right away? Will his family say, hey, they're hosing you here. This is a bad situation. Or do they find the most resilient kid possible? Like, What's the difference between Mac Jones and Joe Burrow? Joe Burrow is a better player. But why was Joe Burrow able to go 4-9-1, get injured, take all the sacks he did, and still come through the way he did? You can say, well, Cincinnati did a great job surrounding him with talent. But why did Mac Jones not? Mac Jones had a better rookie year. Again, he's not as strong armed as Joe Burrow, but the development around him suffered and now he's virtually unusable. So I think that the resiliency and the mental makeup of that player has to be so far above what normal expectations for any other player is that that has to be a major consideration. And
1: if he's not there, don't take him. Well, what about maybe handling that business in free agency or using any of their draft capital? And I know As you just mentioned, you need a ton of help. You need a lot of coal for this engine, new coal for this engine. What about Justin Fields, if he's available? What are you hearing about the Patriots maybe making a move for a veteran before the draft and using the third overall pick on on Marvin Harrison Jr. instead? What about that?
2: To me, yeah, to me it's just conversation as to, you know, what do you want to do at that position? Say Justin Fields rips it up, and then you're in a position now where, okay, we just spent a year with Justin Fields, We really like him. We really like the way he played. Now we have to pay him $30 million. I think you like the controlled nature of the rookie contract with a quarterback. You have a pool of stand-ins, bridge quarterbacks, whether it be Jacoby Brissett, Gardner Minshew, even Jimmy Garoppolo, despite the two-game suspension. Go ahead and do that, and then maybe take a quarterback later. Or do that and say, okay, we're going to sort it out. Can Bailey Zappi be our backup? I wouldn't move on from Mac Jones – until you absolutely know that's an asset that you cannot use. You don't need them anymore. Excuse me. But to me, I wouldn't make any decisions until you have to make the decisions. The first decision has to be made, though, Rich, in a couple of weeks at the beginning of free agency.
1: Yeah, and that was going to be my follow-up question is, what about Mac Jones as a bridge quarterback? Because, again, I know you use the words virtually unusable with him. Yeah. Uh, and I know the fan base is really down. <laughs> That's an understatement. Uh, you know, I, Brockman over there is already blanched at the conversation. Everybody blanches just even being broached. But but why not, right? I mean, is he is he totally irredeemable? There, Tom.
2: It's not that long ago, Brock that he actually had a game against the Buffalo Bills and he brought the team back to win 29 to 25. So there's a quarterback in there. There's a quarterback in there who can play. But what if things go sideways here? Or what if even if they're going well, he is so mentally broken in New England that he's double thinking and triple thinking. And the leadership aspect, I think, was difficult for the organization to swallow. Despite the bad situation, that most people agree he was put in coach-wise, I think his acting out really soured, not completely, but certainly soured the organization on whether or not they can see him as a leader all the time. And I think it might be best for both sides if they move on from each other. But in a vacuum, when you look at it, you say, well kid on his fourth year of his rookie contract it's manageable we've seen him win games in the nfl why would we move on from him and it's the extraneous things that make that decision for you we, we, you i mean the blanching it's 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 an epidemic of blanching every time you mention mac jones up here <laughs> but it makes sense to play it out until you look at the but really what's it going to be like if he throws a pick people are going to lose their minds like the
1: Colts game in Germany. Well, yeah, uh, but like I said, uh, when I saw him prior to that game, he he was he was trying to be positive, and he was very positive, and I loved talking to him. But it, as I said before, he he needed a hug. You know what I mean? Like he just needed a hug. He just need, and and that wasn't coming. It wasn't coming. No was com- coming. You know, uh, uh, honestly, man, uh, and and so. Um, he, but those picks were terrible. I mean, Belichick had no choice but to hand Bailey Zappi a mop and say, "You try and clean up this mess at the end of the game." I don't know where the fake spike came in, well, but you know.
2: What's interesting too is, don't forget, he got the start the next game after the bye week. All the time in the world to prepare for Tommy DeVito and the Jets, and he threw two picks in the first half, like mind-numbing picks. So that to me is an indication of okay, he can't, he can't think it through. These are mistakes. One was a breakdown between he and the receiver that folks have said was not on him. The other one was just a bad throw. But, you know, everything he does right now is seen through the prism of Mac's a bad leader. Mac doesn't have a strong enough arm. Mac's soft. And Mac can't play here. And I don't agree with all those things. I think he's going to have success someplace. But I just don't think that it's here.
1: Tom Carr in NBC Sports Boston here on The Rich Eisen Show. What are you hearing that Belichick's going to do in 2024? Anything?
2: Well, Steve Belichick was on with Chris Long on the Greenlight Podcast right. last week, and he alluded to television, which is something that I actually mentioned before the end of the season, because I think there's a good opportunity for Bill to do a reset and get the right situation. You know, I think in a lot of ways, Atlanta could have been the right situation, at least roster-wise. They had the offensive talent. Bill has not been great with offensive um, player selection, but they had everybody but the quarterback. In that organization, so it was a good situation, but it didn't pan out. If Bill goes on TV and he acts the way he did with you on the NFL 100, and he finds the right situation, it was intimated, I think, with Adam Schefter tweeted that Bill would like to find a place that has a smaller media contingent, so that people are not invading his space with his coaches. I don't know if that's out there, so. I would imagine television would probably be the landing spot right now, Rich.
1: Yeah, uh, I, I would think so for sure. But I guess Steve Belli- – What are you hearing? Nothing. Zero. He could, pl- he could plop down right next to you. I would love it. He's welcome here. Uh, my guy Del Tufo will give him a slip for his boat. You know yeah, what I mean? He's got I – got, I got one right all next he's to All got to do open. is just get it through the right Panama Canal, and, oh. and he's got a spot here. That's all he's got to do because, you know um, – I think he's got he's got the ability to do that. Honestly, Tom, uh, he would be dynamite at it. And Steve Belichick said, I guess that he he might show up at uh, in Seattle, University of Washington, every now and then just to check things out. Or I guess he was looking at all the players for for Steve to go through. He's the greatest coach of all time. Uh, honestly, he he's the greatest X's and O's guy and diehard ball guy I've ever come across in my twenty plus years the, of doing this.
2: The greatest. Ever. In-game coach yeah. in NFL history, bar yeah. none. I mean, who else in 2014 is going to sit there and stare at Pete Carroll chewing gum with a timeout in his pocket, mm-hmm. the team on the two, and say, no, I'm not calling timeout. Not they look be. a little disorganized. Yeah. It, it, the, <laughs> the in-game coaching of Bill is, will never be really paralleled because you have to have a level of success to get to that brass balls level of, I'm going to do this. So uh,
1: before I let you go, um, I'm watching the uh, Dynasty doc, seeing you in the background every now and then um, on Apple TV. And I, I, the conversation that you hear all the time in our business of, well, Belichick's overrated. He, he's nothing without Brady. Listen, Andy Reid doesn't have this Hall of Fame you know, run that he's going on without his quarterback. And the quarterback needed Andy Reid to become Patrick Mahomes. And the first couple of episodes of this documentary just crystallizes how tough a decision it was for Belichick to stick with Brady, not once, but twice. Once after getting smoked by the Rams, after Bledsoe is cleared to return. And then once when Bledsoe gets them to the Super Bowl against the Rams, when Brady gets hurt and Super Bowl week, he sticks with Brady again. What's your recollection of those moments? when you see this, Tom?
2: That was, to me, my biggest sticking point with the first two episodes. Okay. Bledsoe was like 10 for 21 for 73 yards in that AFC Championship game. He hit Joey Porter between the fives. He threw another pass over his head, falling down. He was a problem before. Somebody did a really interesting thing. They compared Mac Jones' numbers to tom brady's numbers excuse me to drew bledsoe's numbers in their final 26 starts mac jones actually had better numbers drew bledsoe at that point was not the same quarterback so the decision bill made was convincing the fan base and ownership that he doesn't have it anymore but it was very clear to people covering the team and there was no decision to be made going into the super bowl i mean Tom was like, I think 12 for 18 for a buck 30 in the first half before he got hurt. So to me, that my recollection, and even in that saints game, hmm. excuse me, the uh, Rams game. If you look at that game, the Patriots came out of that game on top of the world. There was no one looking at Tom Brady and saying, this guy needs to be replaced. They highlighted the two picks, but that was 24 to 17 and the Patriots and the Rams both said, wow, that was a really close game. That was a really tough game. Yeah. He had two picks. Yes. But overall, and Brady did it the next week against the Saints, they showed that, there wasn't a decision to be made. Now, Bledsoe felt entitled to his position, which one would understand with a $100 million contract. But the Patriots built a trapdoor into that contract because of their misgivings. Remember, the landscape was the Patriots were building a new stadium. They were the worst team in the NFL by record and by roster in most people's minds. <clears throat> they needed a hood ornament to build the new stadium. Bledsoe was a hood ornament, but they didn't love the way he played. Hmm. Bill had undressed him at Cleveland, at New York. And once they had an opportunity to replace him and Brady played at the level that they thought he might, it was curtains.
1: So there wasn't it wasn't as gutsy a call as it's being portrayed in this documentary?
2: It, it was it was gutsy in that Bill was walking the same plank he walked in Cleveland. I thought they did an awesome job of illustrating just how poisonous and toxic the Cleveland situation was for Bill to stick his hand back in that fire. But the fan base and a large contingent of the media was 50, 50 base was probably 60, 40 enough of drew. And I think the media was closer to 50, 50. I mean, I, I I remember saying to Ron Borges the night that he got Mm. hurt. Don't be too nice to him because he got, and I didn't know how bad it was. I said, just because he got hurt. Don't ignore how bad he's been in this game. And then when we found out, I said, he's not not going to get his job back, Ron. I told him the next day, and we were arguing for an hour.
1: I bet. But, <laughs> I bet. So have you learned anything over the first four episodes at all, Tom, of this
2: doc? I just like – I love to hear the words put to it in a way that they haven't been before um, by people like Scott Pioli. Yeah. Um, so I learned a lot there. I learned um, more – intimately and granularly Mm -hmm. the FU nature of the 2007 season. You know, you could sense it, but just to hear the players articulate how much they wanted to dominate the competition. But I'll tell you the the episodes coming up, I've had the opportunity to watch them because I I was, you know, asked to contribute. It's really, really good. They are great. And even this one. Yeah, yeah no, go ahead, buddy.
1: No, no, I'm sorry. I mean, interrupt. I mean my, you know, my, my 13-year-old, he's a, the, the, the diehard Patriot fan of of my three kids. Um, it's it's like a learning experience for him. It's like a history lesson for him.
2: It is. It's, a, it's amazing. And, you know, the next two, I believe, are uh, Brady's knee injury, which you're like, ah, do I really want to watch that? Yes, you do, because they do a very nice job of showing how well Castle played. He didn't play as well as kind of as indicated, mm-hmm. but – how, and I love Matt, just get off the phone with him. But they show that Brady watching Castle succeed put him on pins and needles and reminded him just how replaceable everybody is, which led to the Jimmy drafting, which led to Brady's response to that, which led to his need for that last contract that didn't come um, so Brady was always mindful, and you're going to see this as we go through this, these few episodes of, I know how I got this job. It was because of a door that was cracked open, and I slithered through it. Somebody else can do that to me. How about that?
1: All right, before I let you go, what do you think the Patriots are going to do? I know, it's a big question. Seven weeks out, I think pretty they, much. <clears> here.
2: <throat> I think they're going to take the quarterback, but I will continue to say every chance I get is a uh, paid mouth, Piece slash hot take artist um, that they should trade down unless they know that they have the quarterback and that there are no reservations at all and that they're not going to have Sam Darnold or Trey Lance or Zach Wilson or you name the quarterback yeah. that ended up on the scrap heap. Unless you know that, don't take them
1: because the cupboard's that bare. Essentially, is what you're saying?
2: They have three players, Rich, who I think. Would be looked at as possible starters on other teams on offense. Ramondre Stevenson, maybe Demario Douglas as a slot, and David Andrews. Otherwise, nobody's under contract. And when he's up, um, Hunter Henry's up. They have to resign all those guys too.
1: Tom, appreciate the time, man. Look for more of my texts and calls. You're the best. Thanks, pal. Drive safe. You're the best. Thank you.
2: See you guys. Right
1: back at you, you Tom Carn. I love it. Every time we chat, love every time. He's the best. Tom E. Curran. Tom A. On Twitter. Back on the Rich Eisen Show. In a moment, there's some competition committee movement, everybody. Rules changes in the mix. Not the one I want because I'm not on the committee yet. (laughs) Yet. Yet. (laughs) Put your hands together for the most recent Heisman Trophy winner, Kyler Murray. Oklahoma. Where is that trophy right now? I sleep next to it. It's on your nightstand? Yeah. So you, it's good morning, Heisman, every day? Uh, yeah, type. <laughs> Seriously, it's, it's right there next to, like, there's a yeah. night table next to Kyler Murray's bed and the Heisman Trophy's resting. Yes, right. sir. That's amazing. Have you ever woken up in the middle of the night and you've had it in your <laughs> arms? Like, you've been spooning with it? By no, no, like, no, no, there's no spooning. There's no, there's no Heisman spooning? No. And by the way, I would absolutely I guess, spoon guess, with so. the Heisman if I won the Heisman. <laughs> now taking part in the Rich Eisen Show Throw Challenge... Kyler Murray, is this the first NFL Duke ball that you have thrown? That's an NFL. Oh, my God. You (laughs) won't even answer that. Wow. Go for it, Kyler. Go for it. it. That's one. That's one. Here we go. That's two. Kyler Murray. That's three, by the way. That's four. Those are all Duke NFL footballs. Just wanted everyone to know First that. First overall pick. First overall That's pick. That's four. That's five. Wow. These are the footballs Kurt Warner complained about. That's six. Oh. That's seven. Whoa. That's. Oh my goodness. Here, let's get some. Uh, <laughs> Here we go. Keep going. I'm off. You got one more? Hold on, this is getting, this is getting bad.
2: Here we go. No.
1: Yeah, it's getting bad. You got seven for first seven. Good enough. Seven yeah, out God. of God. ten. Yeah. Kyler Murray. Yeah. Right. Good to see him, Congratulations. He won the Heisman and it seems the Rich Eisen throwing contest in the same year. That's a first. No one could ever take that away from you. That's Arizona's franchise quarterback. When he appeared at the Super Bowl prior to his drafting. <laughs> right here. Back on the show right here. And uh, Arizona Cardinals, apropos of nothing on this day, decided to tweet out that Kyler Murray is our franchise quarterback. Good to know. Uh, what's oh, up oh, with that? Okay.
0: I mean, I remember uh, when they did this for Josh Rosen. So does that mean Kyler's uh, going to get the, traded?
1: I don't get what that is about. It's not his birthday, right? Uh I don't think so. Nope. Just let's put together a um, nice you know a nice little photo collage. <laughs> Maybe it's Arizona Cardinals collage day? Is, guys, is today quarterback appreciation day and no one told what? us? Here's like, what I'd like. I I don't usually want to task our guys at home with anything. They work very hard. I'd like a Mike Del Tufo collage and we'll just like our National collage. Our our audio, audio our franchise <laughs> audio executive and I just want a montage of Del Tufo and see if we've been inspired. May is it National Collage Day? That's the second Saturday in May. From what yeah. I thank you, so Mike. Oh, National God. Collage
0: Day. World Collage Day. <laughs> World Collage Whoa. Day. It's International, international. Collage Day. Yes. Here's what else I need. Okay, I need the 31 other teams, or if they, you know, maybe not all of them have franchise quarterbacks, but That's, say, by the way, say 25 or Correct. so.
1: 20, I all, hold on a second. You think 25 teams have franchise quarterbacks? No, they do not. 20? How many teams have. Anyway,
0: I need the other teams who regard their quarterback as franchise right. quarterbacks. How about this? To troll the Cardinals and post a collage Let's of their quarterbacks. This. Let's
1: do this. Which quarterbacks in the NFL are collage worthy? Let's do it. I'm See? in. You know, or yes, not, to go, not to go MN. all a lane on you, but who's collage worthy? <laughs> Josh Allen's collage worthy. Hold on, let me just pull up no, the No, stand no, no, right. I can just go off, the, the, stand off stand the top of, of my head. Josh Allen's collage worthy. Tua. Tua's collage worthy. Uh, Aaron, Jets Aaron, and Giants. Aaron t- is Aaron Rodgers collage worthy? He's gotten five snaps in it. Patriots have nothing. You know what? Out of respect for Aaron Rodgers' professional career, Aaron Rodgers okay. is collage worthy. The Jets need it. The Jets need. Lamar? No, The Jets need a hang a collage banner. <laughs> uh, Lamar's collage worthy. That's four. Joe Burrow. DeSean. Burrow's collage worthy. Yeah, DeShawn. easy collage worthy?
0: They're paying him like they are. Good enough. true. Uh, nobody, nobody
1: on the Steelers. No, the no Steelers. one on the Steelers. Yeah, I would agree. AFC South. Hold uh, on a Stroud is collage worthy yeah. without yeah. a doubt. T yeah. Law, Trevor Lawrence. And Trevor Lawrence Richardson. is collage worthy. What, what's, the, what's the number at right now? So it's three, one, three, two, and three. Three, right? four, five, nine. six. Nine. Nine collage worthy. Yeah, nine collage worthy. Wait a minute. Who's nine? We I'm, just went in the AFC South. i know, I'm Richardson. Yeah. the Bills, the Dolphins, the Jets. Is Anthony Richardson collage worthy? He hasn't done anything yet. Okay. What about Will Levis?
0: No. No. So okay. then we're at eight. We're eight, yeah. We're at eight. Uh, Mr. Mahomes. Mr. Mahomes, I Mahomes is collage worthy. Uh, Herbert. Herbert. Okay, there's, so now we're at 10. There's right. the West. No, Dak,
1: NFC East. Dak is collage worthy. Yeah, Hertz. 11, 12. Not Daniel Jones. Nope. He's not collage worthy.
0: Jared Goff.
1: He's yeah. collage worthy. Okay. Absolutely. Thirteen. Okay. Okay. Is Justin Fields collage worthy? For the moment, he is. He is. Cool. Jordan Love. Jordan Love. That's right now up to fifteen. Jordan Love. Right. Jordan Love. Uh, Kirk ba- Cousins. Baker. Oh, Kirk. But we don't. He's a free agent. He's collage worthy. That's what I'm saying. For who is he going to have? Just a no logo? His. <laughs> if, if, if he is correct at this point in time. Okay. Football quarterback. Fifteen. Uh, Baker. No, we're up to sixteen. Baker. Baker 12, Seventeen. 15. Derek Carr. Uh, okay. 18. I mean, they're asking him to He just read his contract. You deserve a collage. Yeah. Bryce Young? Bryce Young.
2: I mean, he ain't going he needs, to work.
1: He needs the collage help. Yes. <laughs> he, needs, he needs the collage help. Brock Purdy? Purdy's absolutely. Oh, how dare you? What's the matter with you? Oh, well, he's kind of mentioned them. Absolutely. Just going to 21? Stafford? 22. Ky- Gino Ky- Kyler yeah. obviously is in and Geno. All right. So 24, you're right. 24, 25 okay. collage. We're the all all quarterbacks all in the, all the all NFL. All. So I need all of these teams, their social teams, get on it. You get the rest of the day and troll, to troll the Cardinals. What are you trolling? Just come up. How out with,
0: absurd of a
1: post that is! What you just collage it out and collage say out our franchise, franchise quarterback. quarterback.
0: Go. You get the rest of the day, social teams, and do reply, it. replying to that reply tweet. Reply to it. So so it's a massive thread underneath the. Well, Cardinals. Where,
1: what we, I'd like to do is to get a collage of Del Tufo, and the collage is just you in action, smiling like that. <laughs> Right, right. Working the, now. Can no, you give us a serious fader look? Give us a serious like you're. All right. Now you're and turning. now, now you're not paying attention. You're on your phone. Careful, you phone. I know, I got it. Okay, there you go. All right, looking down. Hold the phone up, Mike. Got to be able that to see very, you. That very, very lifelike of you. No, no, no. You're, no, you're holding. You. The f- yeah, like that. There you go.
0: We need to see the phone. Yes, you were doing. Really
1: not paying oh, attention. Wow. Not yeah. paying attention. Seriously fading and then just smiling. There that's our collage <laughs> our of Delta, our franchise audio, audio executive. executive.
2: You want me to, like, if someone mentions a name about another mixer yeah. like that look? Because his name got mentioned oh, yeah. the other day. Oh, by yeah, yeah, that's All right. right yeah. Jeff Walker is okay. getting
0: so many shout outs on the Turner broadcast. I'm just saying. He's
2: a great mixer. And he's my
0: friend. <laughs> now he's your friend. <laughs> no, he's, it was I didn't.
1: Oh, so you just, well, you I'm just th- let's not go down that. It's okay, Mike. We, we will never agree we on that. that, Mike.
2: Nah, you know what? Nope. I, I, know the, I know the truth. I'm good. Yeah, so yeah, do we. Because there's something called
1: now we know the truth. We thought we already knew it, but now we know the truth. Uh-oh. Kyler Murray is the Arizona Cardinals That's franchise true. quarterback. I'm glad they collaged it out today to confirm. I'm glad they did it because <laughs> I was wondering
0: was like, why was that necessary.
1: <laughs> I don't know where that came from. Like, it's not even International Collage Day. No, there world, it is. World Collage. Oh, right, there he's on the run.
0: There he is throwing. So it was early.
1: There he is throwing. He's throwing and he's running.
0: Was that like a scheduled? I don't know. 7 a.m. Pacific time. Good to know. That's early.
1: Good to know. You know who has nothing to do with that tweet whatsoever? The actual air on yeah. <laughs> the Jonathan Gannon, the general no manager. No idea what's going no on. Idea. How do you know Michael Bidwell didn't say, "I need to see a collage of my quarterback, <laughs> and I need to see it first thing Monday morning"? Because you know that didn't no. happen. Go. It's combine no. week. We need I it. I need yeah. a collage on my desk first thing Monday morning. Pew, pew, we pew, all know pew, that didn't happen. Pew, 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 it's like pew, the Human pew, pew, Fund. Pew, pew, it's like the it's like the human. It's in collage form. Helping people. People helping people. <laughs> Best thing about us. <laughs> Is it's uh, about uh, us? Wedding Crashers, Vince Vaughn, people, people helping people. Just, you know. <laughs> that's one of the funniest scenes of all time. And thank then, you, you know, to the Arizona Cardinals <laughs> social media team for giving us some content today because we need it. I read that on social media recently.
2: Well, yeah. congratulations! That's right.
1: That's <laughs> thank you. Commissioner. I, I, yes, Commissioner you. Silver just chimed in on on Kyler Murray's uh, <laughs> confirmation oh, as the. <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh, my cheeks are franchise quarterback of BS. the Cardinals. This is shame. This is so funny. <laughs> I mean, what are we? This is complete BS. Uh.
1: And our apologies to the seven quarterbacks in the NFL we just deemed not collage <laughs> worthy. <laughs> our bad.
2: John brings his skewed sense of humor. Jeff brings tips to cut
0: strokes off your next round. Together. It's those weekend golf guys. They'll pay a lot of money to PXG and Titleist and Callaway and on all and on and on, Right? How many yards do you think you're going to pick up with that extra driver? I think I can get an extra 5 to 10. What if I give you 15 to 20? <laughs> you pay me more. Jeff Smith
1: right? teaches on the Sliding Scale. <laughs> those weekend golf guys, the podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B L E A V on YouTube or wherever you listen.